0: Hi everybody, this is Jimmy DeYoung. Someone the other day said to me that we are living in the age of Antichrist. Well, who is the Antichrist? That phrase, Antichrist, is one of 27 names for a world dictator who will rule from the city of Rome, then drop by Jerusalem on his way to Babylon, where he will operate an economic political governmental system. Age of Antichrist is the title of a five-part audio series on CD that I have available for you. It will help you to understand the coming of this beast and how indeed that will all be set up in our world today. I can give you this much information. We are at that point for it to happen. Let's take a moment now and listen to a portion of the second part in this five-part series, the emperor who is the Antichrist. We'll take a moment to listen to this study and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of the age of Antichrist. Here now is the study. In fact, look at the next thing I want you to look at he's not only going to be satanically energized, he's going to be satanically healed. Look at verse 3. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to the death, and his deadly wound was healed, which caused all the world to wonder after him. He will be healed, this individual who's going to be the Antichrist, to be healed. There's an interesting phrase there. Listen to me, folks. Satan does not have the capability or the power to give life or to take life. The book of Job absolutely guarantees that. He said you can do anything to Job except take his life. So Satan has never been given that power delegated by God to take life. He will be given that power during the tribulation period because the Satan, the Satanic uh, beings that rise up out of the bottomless pit, chapter 9, come forth to kill one-third of the earth. And so they will be given that power at one time, but he does not have power unless God allows it. And here he is going to heal. Look at the phrase right there in verse 3. And I saw one of his heads, as it were. That's an interesting phrase. You know what it means? It appears to be, but it is not. As it were. It's used 40 times in the Bible. It's used 12 times in the book of Revelation. May I share a couple of them with you? Look at chapter 14 just a moment. Chapter 14 and verse 3. Revelation uh, chapter 14 and, uh, and, and verse 3. And they sang as it were a new song. And they sang as it were a new song. It appeared to be a new song, but it wasn't a new song. Look at chapter 15 and verse 2. And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire. <laughs> it appeared to be a sea of glass mingled with fire. But that's not what it was. That's the only way John could explain it. That's why he uses the phrase, as it were. Okay, let's continue. Look at verse, chapter 19 and verse 6. Chapter 19, and there are 12 places. There's 40 places in the Bible. I'm not going to take you to all of them. But chapter 19, verse 6. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude. As it were, it appeared to be. But it, Let's go over to chapter 20. Excuse me, chapter 21. Chapter 21, verse 21. This is a description of the New Jerusalem. Now look what it says here in verse 21. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city, by the way, there's just one street in heaven. Notice that right there. There's not streets (laughs) in heaven. There's one street in heaven. And the reason for that is because all of us live on Main Street in heaven. Nobody lives in the back roads. We all live downtown heaven. Anyway, And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. What's that mean? It appeared to be, but it is not is. Now go back to chapter 13 and verse 3. What is he saying here? And I saw one of his heads, as it were, it appeared to be he had been killed, as it were wounded to the death, but not really, and he was healed. Now he could be pretty badly wounded. What this is saying is Satan, listen to me folks, Satan has the capability to heal. Did you hear what I said? Satan has the capability to heal. We think that if you see a healing, it must be a God. I want to guarantee you one thing, on so-called Christian television, we have a lot of healing going on. And I would like to submit to you that I think maybe 95 or 97% of that healing is satanic. God has a plan. I th- you say, what a minute! Don't you think God can heal? You better believe I think God can heal. You see, God can do anything he wants to. He doesn't have to ask me. He is capable of doing what he wants to. That's why he's a sovereign God. But he has a plan. And it's not always healing. I could take a long time to talk about this. I would simply want you to notice, Satan can heal. He's going to heal this individual who's got a deadly wound, as it were to the death, but he will be healed. So the Antichrist, a Gentile, given his power satanically, healed satanically, he's going to be the center of worship. Look here in verse uh, 4. Uh, in verse 3, the last part, it says, "...and all the world wondered after the beast." Now verse 4, "...and they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast." They worshipped Satan. That's what Satan always wanted, wasn't it? That's why he fell. He wanted the worship of creation. "...and they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast." Saying, who was like unto the beast? Who was able to make war with him? He's magnificent. The word worship is used about eight times in Revelation chapter 13. We'll dig into it more when we talk about the headquarters of Antichrist being moved to the city of Jerusalem. I just want you to notice that Antichrist will be the center of worship during this seven-year tribulation period. He's going to be a military genius. Keep your finger here in chapter 13. We're coming back, but go over to Daniel again. Daniel chapter 7. I told you we'd slip back and forth between the two. Antichrist is going to be a military genius. Again, referring back to chapter 7, verse 8. And I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. Look at verse 24. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall arise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. Antichrist is a military genius. He comes to power. Here's the ten-unit confederation, probably ten regions of what we know as the European Union today. And when Antichrist comes up among these ten units, he takes over three of them. He subdues three of them, so he comes to power. Political ruler as he is, he's going to control the revived Roman Empire, which is going to give him ultimate control over the world. And So the Antichrist is a military genius. Go over to Daniel chapter 11 just a moment. Daniel chapter 11. Let me show you something very interesting. Daniel 11, verse 40. Daniel 11. If you've never studied Daniel 11, you need to dig into it. It's a great chapter. Look at verse 40. And at the time of the end, boy, that lays it out when it is, doesn't it? That phrase is used three times. In verse 35, it says, till the time of the end. In verse 40, it says, at the time of the end. And then over in verse 4 of chapter 12, it says, and many shall run to and fro at the time of the end. But now in verse 40, chapter 11 of Daniel, and at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships and he shall enter the countries and he shall overflow and pass over. The king of the north is defined by the first portion of Daniel 11 as modern-day Syria, the fifth greatest military force in the world, just completely refurbished by the Russian technicians who came in. Every tank they have there are now state-of-the-art tanks. They came in and gave them a capability with those 39 Scud C missiles that the United States taxpayer gave to Syria at the end of the Gulf crisis, which were set on on their launch pads in the Bekaa Valley, just north of the state of Israel, aimed at the city of Jerusalem. They enhanced their capability so those Scuds can hit all the way to Eilat, the southern end of the state of Israel. The, mighty, the fifth largest army in the world is now on the borders of northern Israel. The elite commando unit sits in the Bekan Valley ready to come into the Golan Heights. That's the king of the north. The king of the south is modern-day Egypt, the largest populated Arab country in the world. 58 million people and growing by a million every six months. The largest populated Arab country in the world. Basically, the leader of the Arab world. President Mubarak is the leader of it. Less than three months ago, in the Sinai Desert, the chief of the Egyptian military made this statement. We are preparing in these military exercises to go to war with Israel. And so they're perched at the northern border, in the southern border of Israel, ready to make a squeeze. This is right after The rapture of the church, folks, that's the time period of Daniel 11, verses 40 and following. These two, the king of the north, the king of the south, Syria and Egypt, ready to come against Israel. Look what happens when they start to come. Verse 41, and he shall enter also into the glorious land. The he here, he, him, and his, used 17 times from verse 40 to verse 45, always referring these pronouns to the Antichrist. And he, the Antichrist, shall enter the glorious holy land. That's the land of the Bible. Where will he have been? Well, next time we get together, I'll tell you who had been headquartered in the city of Rome over a one-world church. We'll look at it next time. He comes for the first time into the glorious holy land. After the rapture of the church, he realizes he's made a commitment to the Jewish people to do what? protect them. He confirmed a peace agreement with them. He said, I can bring this all together. And now Syria and Egypt, who have some semblance of peace with Israel, are coming against him, getting ready to destroy him. And who comes in? Antichrist enters in. And it says he goes into the north, wipes out the Syrian military might, goes through Ammon, Namoab, and Edom. That is modern day Jordan. Doesn't touch modern day Jordan because he's protecting Petra for the Jews to be housed for three and a half years. Comes out the southern end, goes into Egypt, destroys Egypt. He's a military genius. The Age of Antichrist is the name of the series that you have been listening to a portion of. We've been talking about the beast, the emperor of this empire that is going to come into power, a one-world economic, political, governmental system. It will be preceded by an ecclesiastical Babylon, which is a false church, and end up in economic Babylon. Indeed, that is a literal Babylon that I'm talking about. For more on that, you need to get your copy of Age of Antichrist, a five-part audio series on CD that is available to you. If you would like to have your copy, call our toll-free number. They can tell you how you can make your purchase. That toll-free number is 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from all across America. Once again, the number 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website www.prophecytoday.com and make your purchase do it today, you need to understand that we indeed are living in the age of Antichrist. And as you study this, you'll become much more aware of the fact that we are quickly approaching the time of the rapture when Jesus will call us up to be with him. By the way, that could happen in the next moment. And having said that, really there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until.